right, what's up, y'all? This is your boy, Monster Lung. I'm here with my man, Bobby Stamp, for our second, ep- second episode of Monster and the Man. Hey, what's good, man? I see you out there in sunny California. It's not sunny today. You can see it's kind of cloudy, but it's still L.A., and I appreciate it. Um, out here for my always, birthday. It's always sunny in California, brother. Happy birthday to you, too, man. Happy birthday thank, to you. Thank, what's that, thank like, you. you 39 this year? Oh, I like you, Bobby. I like you a lot. I like you. See, that's that's why I mess with you, brother. That's why my I mess man. with you. My Go man. On. I'm telling you, I'm brushing it, so I'm gonna let the people know I'm going for the big five, four, five, four. Yes, and I and I tell people now they say, "Well, you have a nice birthday." I'm like, "Well, you know, I actually, when you get to my age, you celebrate the whole month. That's so right. I'm the whole month of June is a party at my pace, which means I'm in bed by nine thirty, ten o'clock." <laughs> That's right. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> but Wrong man, you folks stuff. Wrong folks stuff. Well, let's get to it. Lot eight. Hey, Fresh off the bat, we got a new NBA champions yes, from do. another country. Congrats uh, to the Raptors, the North. Yes. Um, I think everybody minus hardcore Drake fans were kind of Raptors haters because of the, the Drake influence. But congrats to those guys. I know a lot of great people in Toronto. I spent a lot of time in Toronto, and I know I know those dudes are geek, man. And they, um, they hey, look pumped. That looks like a, a pumped-up fan base, man. Man, it really is. And it's great for sports that you've got a new champion. You know, everybody – a lot of people get tired of seeing the same old – you know, that, that a lot of people <clears> – <throat> excuse me, a lot of people hate dynasties. A lot of people love them and appreciate them. I particularly – I do appreciate greatness. I appreciate, uh, you know, people that put the work in to become a, quote, dynasty. But at the same time, you know, the Raptors fought, man. Like, nobody was picking the Raptors before the playoffs. Yeah. Um. They, they, I mean, and you know, then they get down 2-0 to Milwaukee. And, right. and kudos to the coaching staff for coming up with that defensive plan to stop Giannis. And they just completely stopped Milwaukee butt cold. And, and quite frankly, yeah, I think injuries or no injuries, I think that they win. I think they beat Golden State regardless. You think Maybe if KD's Golden- 100% healthy, but it's something we'll never know. Like Those dudes just yeah. seem to have, they yeah. seem to be clicking yeah. Uh, Golden State looked tired to me. Yeah. And hey, I mean, Toronto went out there and took it. I mean, Kawhi, what can you say? I mean, yeah. Dude, maybe, I mean, it's crazy to say, but Kawhi may be the most, as, as good as he is and as respected, he still may be the most underrated player of the NBA. And, because people and, still and, don't, and, I don't and, think, appreciate how yeah. good he is. Yeah. And on so many <clears throat> levels, too. Because the thing, I, one thing I love about Kawhi is that he just, to me, really represents how I like the game being played. Extreme humbleness, yeah, and just and right. um, you know, not caught up in all the pizzazz. Just just go out there and ball, and you know, just doing things the right way, and a lot of things right, like right. that. And I think about I got so many thoughts on like what how so many storylines that goes on with this um, finals, man. Like, how does the Rosen feel? How does Dwayne Casey feel? You know, you know. Yeah. That was a coach and a main part of that team. How does the Spurs feel? You know, how does Popovich feel? Right. You know, there's just so many different angles that that yeah. was so intriguing with this with these finals. But tell me this, Bobby, how do you and feel? Who who do you what the, when it comes to the injuries, KD and Clay? You know, how do you an athletes? You know, where does the accountability come in for an organization to protect the athlete? You know, or do you think that's all the Man, athletes? I, I really at, at that level. Nah, well, it 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 should be, but man, I um, 
I don't know who made the final call. I mean, Clay Thompson obviously was his knee injury toward um, when was it? The sec- late in the second half, in the second half, um, I think was just a freak thing. Like he, I know he had had a hamstring uh, earlier in the series, but that's the knee injury just popped like it would. He could have done that first game of preseason. That right. was just an unfortunate knee injury. And and if you follow sports for any length of time, baseball, football, soccer, basketball, whatever, guys. ACL injuries happen with dudes just just jogging down the, the sideline, like not even playing. A non-contact injury is just unfortunate. Right. KD's injury to me was another situation because, you know, when it first happened, a lot of guys said that had Achilles injuries said that that's not a calf, that's an Achilles. I've had Achilles injuries, and that looks that's mm. an Achilles injury. Mm-hmm. And they kept saying, and it was like real cloak and dagger stuff. You know, they kept mm-hmm. saying, "Oh, it's strained calf," and you're like, "I've never heard of a strained calf." Yeah. You know, like it, it just, you know, you've heard of people pulling hamstrings, but you don't hear of strained calves. Yeah. And and then it was like he had strained calves earlier earlier in his career, and he had missed like a week. This is he missed thirty plus days. So somebody knew that it was an Achilles, I would assume an Achilles partial tear, which obviously if something is torn partially, you have a higher chance of it tearing completely. And I think that's what happened. And I don't know if it was KD's call. I don't know if it was misdiagnosed by the medical staff. I, you know, I don't know, but I know the KD call to play with obviously now what we know was a partially torn Achilles was just a tragedy as far as the decision goes because now it tore completely. He's out for almost what will probably be at least 10 months, if not longer. And then the dude's going to be 31 years old. You don't come back. You know, he's got to get all that flexibility back, all that strength back. Right, right. You know, that's, that's just unfortunate. But I don't know if it was, I'm sure he has doctors, his agent has doctors that look at things, the team obviously. I don't know that anybody, you know, was malicious and, and tried to cover it up, but I think there was definitely a, a mistake made in allowing him to get back there on the court. Definitely. And and I've hearing you talk, it reminds me of conversations we've had in the past as both managers of talent, you know, having that yeah. hard hard talk with your talent saying, Hey, I know this is an opportunity. I know this is something you really want to do, but I don't think this is something we should do. There's a consequences yeah. to this. The consequences that that can happen are this, this, and this. And I just don't right. think this opportunity is that important for us to take the right. risk. You know, there's a bigger picture to things. And it just seems like it, yeah. you just don't think that kind of thing happens at that level. We're talking millionaires and billionaires and, yeah, I mean, like you don't you're think talking about the best offensive player. Yeah. yeah, best offensive player in the world, or quite possibly the greatest offensive player to ever live. You know, he can, I can make an argument all, for that. And you're also talking about one of the best organizations, right? Supposedly supposed to be in the world. Now they supposed to protect their investment. They're not thinking long term, thinking about the chip like that. I don't know, or, they, or do you think there's a part of them like, I know this is kind of ruthless, but he's leaving anyway. He's leaving anyway. Let's get him. Let's get the most. Get you know, the most I, I would, we can get out of him. I would. I would say so. I, I just don't think he. There's that level of of conspiracy behind it, man. Because folks lose their jobs 
and will not work in professional sports again. They may be subject to a, a monster lawsuit if it's proven that someone knew he was in jeopardy and they covered that up and said, you're good, go play. That's, I, I don't think it's to that degree. I, you know, I think some of it did have to do, you know, I think ultimately it was KD's call. And I think he felt some pressure. You know, his team was behind, regardless whether he's leaving or not. I mean, he has a relationship with those guys. And he wanted to cement his legacy. He wanted to be great. Oh, it would have um, been a great story. And if story, he comes huh? back. If he if comes, he comes back, back in game five. If he comes back. And they win the title, oh. then you know the legend of KD just grows exponentially, right? So I, ultimately, I think it was his call, and and you know maybe he felt. I'm sure he felt a hundred percent, right? Uh, but but if the the Achilles was still had that partial tear in it, and it hasn't had time to grow back, which obviously I think happened. Um. You know, he may not have even felt it, but I, I do. And like speaking of what you said, Eric, we had a saying when I coached high school football, a kid would want to play. And our head coach said, coach, we're the adults here. We got to be the adults here. Right. Sure. The kid wants to play, but he can't play. We got to be the adults. We're not going right. to leave it up to a child. Right. And it's right. a similar situation. Obviously, KD's not a child. Uh, you were talking about our artists that we represented. They were not children, yeah. but sometimes they just look at what can be the positive this is what I want to do, but they didn't look at the potential negative side of what some consequences right. could be. Right. And that's where right. we have to say, look, we put everything on the plate and balance it out and then give them the best uh, advice that we can. And right. they say, yeah, okay. I, I see what you're saying. I get it. Right. But it's unfortunate about KD. It really right. is. And you know, I'm thinking about it, you know, uh, we both gambling men, we, knowing the, the, the consequences, of like if you said if KD does come back and win the chip, you know that's what that West on sale moment, you know, coming out from the bleachers. Yeah, yeah. Almost me think about Paul Pierce when he came back out too that one time from in the playoffs and the crowd goes crazy. Right. But but the other side of it is then you see when someone does take the advice like Kawhi did last year. Uh, Kawhi fought against you know when all the media Skip Bayless every day talking about how you know he's not. Uh, uh, he's not a he's not a true athlete. He's not he doesn't he's not a true competitor, you know. Going against Pop and the Spurs and sitting out the whole year, um, and I think right. about also Isaiah Thomas who came back hurt and he was supposed to make like a hundred million dollars, yeah. and now I think last year he played for two million dollars because he came back and hurt himself. Yeah. You know? yeah, 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 man. I, it was, it's it's a it's a real slippery slope, man. I mean, you know, you don't players don't want to be deemed as soft. I mean, and to that level, you know, they, I don't think a lot of players care what the coaches think or the front office thinks or the fans think, but they do care what other players think. And I do know this from knowing several, I mean, handfuls of, of, of you know, professional athletes in all sports. I do know that a locker room and your teammates will deem you as soft if they think that you could be out there and you're not out there. Right. And that's, you know, everybody wants the respect of their peers. And that's what I think drives guys back before right. they should come back. True, true. Yeah, man. I, I, I tell you, and it's but, changed. It changed free agency crazy, like how man, free it, agency, it really it changed the landscape of the NBA. It yeah, really did. Yeah, it, I know. I think this is gonna be like yeah, like you know the whole thing with team doctors and personal doctors. That's just I think that's about to really change too. But man, I, it's no tell. How, do you think he leaves? Do you think Kawhi leaves Toronto now? I mean, that's there's just so much 
you know, man, if you have to, I think now, you know, what's crazy and you'll, you can appreciate this, you know, cause like I said, I've, like you touched on, we both have been known to throw a little money on some sports bets. I was just <laughs> out in Vegas for, uh, for like two weeks playing at the world series of poker. And obviously I made a lot of sports bets out there. Um, did, you, did you hit kudos to myself? I had the All Raptors right. last two games on the money <laughs> All line. Right. Okay. Um, okay. So, um, we're going to get when football come up, y'all, we're going to have some Bobby stamps projected. Oh, projected yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but, uh, as far as the landscape of the NBA, you know, the Lakers mm. are now the favorite to win the title next year. Don't ask me how, but the Lakers are four and a half to one at some sports books to win the title. I guess I they're not, projecting. I did not know that. They're projecting who's going to go where and things like that. But to Kawhi, you know, I'm sure he had in his head where he wanted to go and what he wanted to do. And maybe it was LA, maybe it was the Clippers. Um, but after a magical run like this in a place like Toronto that he is just adored in now, like, like Kawhi, quite frankly, may be the biggest legend in the history of Canada after this point, like my, my, my maybe behind like Wayne Gretzky, maybe. I'm right. sure, you know, Canada's a big, right. huge hockey country. So right. to right. put a basketball player up there with just to mention Kawhi and Gretzky proves right. Right. the impact right. he had on the right. country. They won because, you know, Canadians expect to win hockey. OK, yeah. Canadians do not expect to win basketball. Yeah. And when they win the NBA title, it, you know, and those rings aren't going to say, uh, well, Clay got hurt. KD was hurt. The no, Rings are going to say no. NBA champion. Yep. yep. And for Kawhi to just, I, I think I think the chances of him staying in Toronto are much greater now. And I think now with the injuries to Golden State, that they they have a clear path next year as well. I mean, they can. They do. They certainly are. You know, one of the favorites. They they won the thing this year. They can be better next year if Kawhi yeah. comes back. Yeah. Um. So that's that's a storyline in the NBA. What's Kawhi going to do? And then how's that going to affect other players? The KD Clay injury. What are they going to do now? You know, that's you know, I don't know what what your thoughts are, but it it seemed obvious that KD was going to make a move after the season. Yeah. Now I this think, injury. I think that's changed after this injury. I think he stays now. I think he stays and lets them flip the bill for rehab. Uh you know, he, I'm pretty sure he, I know in his mind, he's like, I'm going to beat this. I'm going to come back better than ever. But right. there's going to be that little part in the back of your head that's like, well, what if I, what if I did, it takes me a couple of years to lose a step. You know yeah. what I'm saying? This squad, I know we can work. I know we can win. You know, oh, sorry about the call. Money calling, money calling. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I tell you what, and he would have, I was thinking about something when you was talking about earlier, you know, because, if he would have stuck to his plan when he played in that game and was just hit the spot-up Jays and, and just deal with right. the spot-up Jays, but the competitor came out and he tried to make that cut and, and come off the move, that's right. when he, you know, when he um, really did more damage. Because, right. but, uh, man, I, I I did not know the Lakers are now number one. Yeah, in, I, in I don't, I don't you know. That's I think a lot of that is just Lakers steam. You know, Lakers are are basically America's team, and I think people just maybe AD, there's some inside info. AD and LeBron in the West without KD and Clay, that is theirs. There's nobody yeah, stopping. It, 
it could be it could be interesting, no doubt. Um, they get that's that's if they get AD. And yeah, even, right. I don't know LeBron and what he got without KD in the West. Because I'm I talk about this all the time. Portland, Denver, Bron Bron was gonna beat them, but what he had they was in fourth place before Bron got hurt. Lakers right. in fourth place. He was gonna beat them. They was gonna beat Denver. They was gonna right. beat Portland. It was gonna be a a, a, a Golden State, L.A. West Coast uh, with, and I think they would have landed like that if, in right. that kind of cracking second like that. But yeah, those were the two best. But without KD in the West, I don't see nobody beating beating the. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting. It'll be yeah. real interesting. Um, you know, Portland will be there. Denver will still be there. It's it'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you that you know, it just it's intriguing to think about the ripple effect that KD, you know, he goes from, it's a given he's going back East mm-hmm. to now, like you said, he can just stay there. He can opt into the contract at golden state next year for $31 million. He doesn't have to do anything. He right. can sit there, rehab, make 31 right. mil. But here's right. what I think, you know, KD is a, a, to say he's a generational player is underselling. Like he's, he's more than that. There are people, there are teams that would sign him right now to the max deal for five years and and know yes. that he can't play, ne- probably not going to play at all yeah. next year, may come back for the playoffs. Um, so that's an option. You know, he could just, he could, his plans may not change. If he was wanting to go to the Knicks, let's say, he may right. sign with the Knicks for right. the max deal for five. Um, you know, and Clay's injury obviously is not as bad as KD's. He should be, I would assume Clay would be back in, seven months maybe um so you know it doesn't affect him as much but you know the warriors may just still same things re-up him for the max or they may not who you know they because the warriors are getting murdered right now with luxury tax anyway but they're moving across the bay to san francisco new arena and they're just printing their own cash over there there's so (laughs) much money out there in the bay area with the tech stuff you know and it has been forever right um and, and and there's just there's more money that they can spend so maybe kd you know, maybe the ripple effect happens, or maybe it, yeah. but regardless, it's going to happen whether they're at Golden State or not. And it, I think it's before, I think think before the injury, he leaves. He leaves Golden State, but I think there's this part of him, and this is all just my personal conspiracy theorist. We know I'm right. a conspiracy theorist, but I, this is just, and this is not even conspiracy. This is more just my personal feelings on right. athletes. They want to, they going he's want to have, you know, while rehabbing and and getting back to his old self, he's going to want a sense of familiarity. You know, he's going right, to want like right. a little net. And I think you got that feeling there in Golden State. You got a little net, a little organization. He can know he can come back to a winning. You know, it's going to be real important for him to execute and be on top of things when he comes back. And right. if he goes to a new organization, that's going to be create new relationships, create new chemistry. from And that's from the top to the bottom, to the players, to the trainers, ownership and all that. I think right now he's fragile. Mentally and physically, yeah, I think he's right, fragile, right, and I think right. I think he's going to want to be in a place of familiarity. Yeah. Regardless, right. I'm up for it. I think it's one of the best soap operas on TV right now. Right. <laughs> oh, it really it changed a oh, lot of plans, no man. doubt about it. it. People are having to cut on a dime and figure out, you know, the next move. Especially if we got the draft coming up. Right. Um, you know, who's right. going to trade? It, it's it's, right. it's it's like you said, it's a soap opera, and it's going to be entertaining, much more entertaining today than it was a week ago. Definitely. Right. And it, so, was, and it was good. And it was a good story a week ago. Too. Yeah. Let's let's sit back and, and get the popcorn and uh, and just see where we are. Speaking of draft, we had the NFL draft um, a while back. And 
I wanted to I want to touch touch on this with you, EC, what you thought. You're a football guy. You're you're primarily a football guy, as am I. Um, you know, WVU, that's your thing, Cleveland Browns. I'm Georgia Bulldogs, wow. Atlanta Falcons. Um I, I wanna ask you, and I know you're people. old school like me. I know you're old school like me. I wanna ask I wanna see what you think about these rule changes in the NFL. Um they're tr- they keep trying to make they, they they say they're trying to make the game safer, but they still speed the game up. They still are pushing. They're actually pushing for more regular season games. Um, you know, think the, the one there's the, the they're trying to take kickoffs and punts out of the game. Um, you know, they're making the game more offensive. They're, you know, now pass uh, instant replay can determine whether or not a play was pass interference or not, which mm-hmm. I think is just opening up Pandora's box. What what do you give me your overall thoughts on the safety of the game, what they're trying to do with it, um, and then some of these new rule changes. I, I just want to get into that a little bit because I got something to say, man. I got you. I got you. I'll tell you the first thing I, that comes to my mind is embrace the technology. Embrace right. the technology, 100%. and and I understand they want to keep a human a human um factor involved with it, but I'm tired of these big long timeouts with these long commercial breaks because we got to wait for them to look at the it doesn't take all that man because y'all trying to make sure the referees have their part to play in it. Just embrace the technology, do the zoom in, make it more digital, and make it speed up the whole thing. Now the things the changes they making with safety. I do agree with some of that because I'm sorry, Bobby. These boys ain't slowing down in size and speed. And I'm just waiting for the day when somebody comes down on the kickoff and somebody's head is decapitated off from a, a 6'8", 300-pounder who runs a 4'3". <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's coming. They, they, they just grown. It, it's, they're not going to slow down at all. Right. And um And – I don't know. This part's me. I know this guys who true football purists who love the defense, and I love defense too, because I believe defense wins championships. In fact, a couple of my intramural teams were called defense wins championships, and yes, we won the championship. Yes, we no. did. <laughs> but, but I do like an offensive style game. I really started taking notice in it when seven on seven became real popular a few years ago. Right. I like, wow. I was like, I didn't think I would be able to um, enjoy something like that. And yeah. I really did. You know, it does make you um, focus on just specific parts of the game, which not all football, mm-hmm. you know, but it was enjoying it. It was more enjoyable. Um, protecting the quarterbacks, the way they're trying to protect the quarterbacks now. I know we come from that time where getting that quarterback out, knocked out, um, uh, you know, that I come from that time where, you know, that's a good play. You know what right. I'm saying? Getting that, getting that other team's QB out was a good play. But then when you know, – and I wonder if fantasy has part of this. I wonder if fantasy has a play in this. But now I don't like watching teams without their star quarterback. Like, right. Well, you know, my thing is um, I like the, 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 um, the safety. And obviously I, everybody wants it to be a safe game. However, right. I don't know if um, – I don't know if, if – you know, I don't want to get away from what football is. The fact of the matter, man, I mean, and, and it's football is the most popular sport in America by a mile. So that's why all the attention is on football and safety when, you know, and I'll ask you, 
where is the outcry for hockey? Hockey is much more physical, <laughs> much more violent, many more concussions, guys getting <laughs> paralyzed. Right. Uh, Eric, how many hockey players do you know that have their teeth? <laughs> I mean, and, and so if we're worried about safety, let's go look. Let's go pick on hockey. Okay, so everybody's all the people are getting around football because they know that's where everybody that's where the nation's eyeballs are. So they know right. if I rail against football, people will see me and they'll they'll follow me on Twitter, they'll donate to my foundation, whatever. I can I can spread my platform. But <clears throat> right. I football again is a violent game by nature. It just is. We're not gonna get away from it. Just like boxing, just like uh, UFC or, or MMA. It's a violent game. We're not going to get away from it. So, you know, and you know signing up that it's a violent game. And if there's a way to to help us to make it safe, then great. But I don't want to take away kickoffs. You know, I don't want to take away punts. Um, that's part of the game. You know, I, I get protecting quarterbacks to an extent, but I don't want to I don't want to take away a guy. You know, now you can't hit a quarterback high. You can't hit a quarterback low. You know, you you only you you only can hit him in his torso, like from the chest to the waist. A big dude like Ben Roethlisberger, how are you supposed to get him down? You know, like like think you know. So there's just a lot of things like that. Um, I do think there are things that people that could be done without. You know, here's the thoughty. Instead of changing the rules, why don't we slow the game down? by making guys wear X, you know, guys are out there running around with no leg pads on. Some guys run around with basically no shoulder pads on. Why don't we make right. each player wear equipment that has a certain weight to it to where you can't be as fast as you are if you're wearing track shorts, right? Right. And that would, that would slow guys down. That would, that would minimize impact. It would minimize head injuries. So I'm thinking instead of changing the game, why don't we change, you know, go back and, and make people dress like you're supposed to wearing football, playing football. You're supposed to wear knee pads, thigh pads, butt pads, hip pads. You know, you're supposed to wear, you know, you remember E back in the day we played, you and I both played wide receiver. Man, we had yeah. shoulder pads like this. But you know what? You always wanted to get that extra advantage as a player. Yeah. And I did do a couple of <clears throat> things. There was a couple of things I would do. I think I didn't wouldn't sometimes I wouldn't wear knee pads. Cause that gave me a little bit more flexibility. Um, I didn't like jocks. I felt restricted with jocks, even though I, don't know, I was real stupid with that. Things could have went really <laughs> bad with that. I don't know what, but you know, players think like that. So I think yeah, that's almost yeah. back to what we're talking back with KD and those guys. You, you know, you know, they, they were you would have to be strict. Now tell me this: Did you like the um, them not being able to do the what was that the, the on the kickoff now? Uh, they have to wait to this kick before they can run. They used to be able well, to run. And, and that's kick another, off. that's another thing, you know, and I, and I said this, you know, when they first started talking about rule changes and kickoffs, you know, make dude, make a kickoff like a regular play, make dudes be on the line of scrimmage set and they can't move until the ball is kicked. Right. You know, they can't get a running start from 20 yards back and be full speed. As soon as the kicker kicks the ball, right. You know, make them be set. Right. You know, make them take off there, and that slows guys down because then the guy in, who's blocking them can see them, and he can get oh. in front and shield them, as opposed to them running right by him and creating those those collisions downfield. Things like that would make the game would make the game safer, as opposed to just taking and saying, "Okay, we're not going to do kickoffs," or 
You can anything that's um, a touchback now is to the 25. Uh, you can fair catch a kickoff and get the ball on the 25. I mean, that's garbage, dude. Like if I if my kicker kicks the ball to the one yard line, you shouldn't be able to just raise your hand, catch it, and go to the 25. That's that's. And I agree with that. That's I garbage. That. I agree with that. But mm-hmm. I'm a, I mean, but it ain't a deal breaker for me. That's one thing with football. It's not a deal breaker for no, me. No, I think he. If, I if, think... If, if, if if they pulled it out and say, look. No kickoffs. Everything's starting on the 20. No, man, I don't think anything for anybody is a deal breaker with football. We all love football yeah. way too much. Every, and there are millions of people like us. I mean, but, if but they I took pads what, off, start playing flag, we would still be there every Sunday, Saturday exactly. and Sunday. And, and I just thought about it, though. I would miss, though, the big kickoff return. <clears throat> like, when they break right. one, there's nothing like that, especially in college football. I don't right. know. Yeah, it's like when they break one, well, run back for, 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 for off a kickoff or a punt, that's exciting football. That's exciting football. But right. that I go back to what I said at the beginning, though. You you do have to account for how big these kids are getting and right. how it's a different game. faster it's a different that they game. are they are getting. They well, are it's becoming, a different game for sure. And yeah. I ha- like you know I know you and I both you know be, you being a big fan of WVU with me being a big fan of Georgia. Um, you know we we look at recruiting a little bit. We look at these kids that are that are committing and signing and things like that, and you like. I mean, this dude is 17, and he's 6'5", yeah. 255, and runs a 4'4", really? And he looks like he's 28? Yeah. Wow, where are these kids coming from? So, yeah. you know, that the might be the quarterback. That might be the quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, it is. And, you know, it's just, the, the you know, with nutrition, with everything else, you know, with, with like you touched on 7-on-7, seven seven, kids are playing – a lot more getting a lot more reps so they're they're getting to college and, and even high school much more advanced than they were uh you know 10 years ago even 20 years 30 years ago yeah. um so it's a different game and, and we do you know what you can't have happen like you said you you and luckily it hasn't happened in a big nfl game it unfortunately has happened in small college and some high school where a kid will will actually die on the field um, and that is stuff like that we, we have to try to stay away from and, and ensure does not happen. Um, you know, as you know, I'm a big horse racing guy. And, and uh, unfortunately, when, when horses break down on the track and have to be put down or uh, worse yet, when a jockey, a horse falls and a jockey falls and is seriously injured or, or even killed, that's the kind of thing that, that you just can't have happen. It's just too negative. Um, it's unfortunate for the parties involved, but it also damages your sport moving forward because you're going to lose viewers. Nobody wants to see people die on the field. Um, so taking these steps is a positive. Um, and I'll tell you another thing, but I, man, the, the, the one I'm mad at dude, and as you know, like we said, you were, you were a wide receiver. I was a wide receiver by trade. I mean, we both played a little bit of everything, but <clears throat> the new rule about a coach can challenge a call um, if a play is not called pass interference, okay, and a coach thinks it was pass interference, he can challenge it. They will look at it on tape to see if it was pass interference or not. Oh, they just made that reviewable? That's that. Yes, it's reviewable, and that to me, I I, I disagree with that. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I didn't think know that, that. that to me, That's yeah, a new rule. No, it's yeah. They're gonna make pass and a coach. What can happen? A coach will throw the challenge flag. So right. so what I'm worried about is think about how that changes the end of the game. All you do, it like, like obviously, I'm a Falcons fan. It's from that Saints um, game. It's all about that Saints game, ain't it? 
that playoff game with the yeah, Saints. Yeah, I would think so. I would think so. But, like, I'm a Falcons fan. So, let's just say the Falcons, whatever, have the ball on the 10-yard line. The, the other teams, their 10-yard line, have 90 yards to go. And, you know, we got to get a field goal. All we have to do is send Julio Jones down the field 60 yards. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan, throw it as far as he can. Mm-hmm. They are going to have to, by the letter of the law, interfere with Julio or else he's going to catch the ball. So okay. then we just throw a challenge flag. Yep, it was interference. Atlanta ball down here on the 30. Field goal win. It just yeah. that. I don't like to that. Me, I don't there, like that. You know, if you're. If you're not gonna, so so why why pass interference? Why not holding then? You know why are you not gonna go? Uh, it, you start you touched on it. You want the game to move along. You want there is a human element to the game with with an official. Right. You don't want, you know. Okay, well if we're gonna call pass interference, wait a minute. Let me go back to the last play because that offensive lineman held the, my defensive end. What's going on? Right. Right. <clears throat> so. I don't. I'm not a big fan of that change. I don't know what your thoughts are. No, you, I'm not a fan. I, you I, with first me not of all, I, I knew they was gonna have some back because they just gave that so much light in the media that Saints play because it was just a bad call. And I could deal with bad calls, but all these dumb changes and stuff like that. Terrible. I, that should definitely not be a reviewable thing. And to me, the all, first thing that comes to my mind, you slowing the dang, you slowing the game down even more. Keep slowing it down, man. Nothing's even worse more. than. Well, e, I'll, I'll um. You know, and this gets so if we're gonna do if we're gonna do instant replay for that, why do we still have a physical chain with little links in it to determine what's ten yards or not? Embrace and why do dudes two dudes stand on the sidelines knowledge. with said chains? <laughs> and it's I don't I don't get that's my thing. Like why don't we you, you mentioned it earlier, E embrace technology. Embrace why fully is the embrace NFL and, and subsequently why is NFL, college, you know, and everything else not embracing the technology? I think they, I, I, first of all, I, I'm, I've said this before on the shows, and I'm sorry, and I hope I don't offend anybody, but when it comes to decision-making, man, the NFL, y'all guys, I don't know, man. Y'all, 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 guys, y'all guys to get better. Y'all guys to get better. Like, this is, this is just ridiculous. Like, I can't believe we actually pulled out a little TV monitor on the field. For these review, refs to review, some in sunlight, some you know how as we're tech guys, we don't we deal with this all the time. This is not the best way to get results. Just make the guys up in the booth an official, official, make them a real referee. Exactly. They make they make the call. You guys on the field don't make the call. Shoot, those old guys probably need a break. Get a little water break while they, you know what I'm saying? Make it a quicker embrace, man. Like you said, I never thought about that, Bobby. That's that whole field could be digitized. You don't need no it, no it could cones. Be, it could be. You know that's a less cost expense. I ain't trying to take nobody's job, but you don't need to, those guys. Don't even need to be there holding that no more. I just think they they're scared no. of the well, technology, man. It could really that game. This game could move so well, much he, faster. You could have all those I, yards. I'll digitized. tell you my thoughts. Yeah. No. Exactly. You could do. You know, we know that we can put. Te- and that's I don't know if you've ever way. seen that's it. That's brilliant, Bobby. Go, you should go you might and want to look. Spit that to somebody. <laughs> I should. I'm, I, I should. I need a job with the NFL fixing that thing. <laughs> Go and look at. I don't know if you've ever seen a tennis match, E, but the tennis review system is precise to less than a millimeter. I have. Like a player. And that's a great. A player, you see how they the, the the ball comes down and they yeah, and yeah. they freeze it to where it landed, either on yeah. the line, not you know, yeah. and 
in ten, does, so does tennis make as much money as the NFL? No, not close. So why could we not have NFL footballs with tracking chips in them that said, okay, the ball is here, this play. We know you've got to get 10 yards, and that 10 yards is here. And right. we will know if you get 10 yards. We will know if the ball crosses the goal line. Right. We will know if right. the ball is out of bounds. Right. It can be done. It's very easy. But here's my thing. This is my thought. So they're kind of doing it with the pylon cams a little bit. Yeah, the pylon cam is, a, is an advancement. But there, here's my thought. <clears throat> you know, and, and I've, I've, I've been making bets on football for about 30 years now. I, <laughs> I have always been to the – and people say that, you know, Vegas or, or whoever doesn't care who covers the spread. They're getting their money regardless. I have gambled and I have seen when you gamble long enough on football, you see things that you say that just don't make sense. And it's my contention that that the way they're doing replay and and the reason we don't have everything precise as, as we're talking about is they're not trying to get the call right as much as they're trying to get the right call mm. to serve the agenda that they're trying to serve. Now, I know people are going to say, man, you're crazy. That doesn't happen. But when you you're see thinking things, like me now, Bobby, you're thinking you like me, things, conspiracy theorist. <laughs> and I've thought about you know, and I tell people, man, there's, there is literally billions of dollars at stake here. How many times do, do people, Eric, leave billions of dollars to chance? And when you see things happen at the end of games, in like, like with the NFL we're talking now, you have the ability. Why is it that, a kid catches a ball, his foot comes down inbounds, referee right. calls him out, and right. millions of people around the country see the replay and go, oh, his foot's in. That's simple. But they come back and say, oh, well, it's inconclusive. We can't change the play because it's inconclusive. Inconclusive leaves, leaves the umpire, the referee, that flexibility to make the call what it needs to be. And right. if, if we could, and that's why they won't make, put a chip in the ball. Going back to the first downs, Eric. Why is it that you notice this? Like, say it's first and ten. A guy runs the ball, he gets tackled. Referee just comes in, he grabs the ball, he kind of puts it down wherever he thinks it might be. Mm -hmm, Second mm -hmm. down, same thing. He comes in, he gets to these spots at where it might be. Third right. down, spots where it might be. But then on fourth down, he runs in. He's got, I got a guy to get exactly where it needs to be. Well, why are we getting exactly where it needs to be on fourth down? First down was as important as fourth down. Why right. didn't we get the ball precise at that point? Right. You know, nothing is precise. And and, and this is another thing, Eric. How many <clears throat> excuse me, how many times at the early in the game you'll see a dude get tackled close to the first down marker? Mm -hmm. The referee would just run in. He won't measure it. He'll just go ahead and say, Okay, first down, put the ball down and go. If right. it's early and it, it's say, right. you know, it's an early first down. Right. So back on like the thirty or forty, it doesn't really mean right. a lot. Right. So it's I just wish that we called the entire game evenly from first quarter to the to the last whistle um, to but make you sure know that they, what they were but supposed you, to do. But. You know what it is. You know what it is. The human element. That's why they keep the human element in there, because you can't without the human element, you can't fix the fight. Uh, yeah. I, I, if uh, there's a fix, if there's a fix going on, this is your loophole. The human element. Because right. the minute oh, we yeah. get persist, uh, precise and, and digital and digitized, there's no room for error there. Right. And like you said, you just said something very important, my brother. Who's going to leave billions of dollars to chance? To chance, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, 
completely agree with it. So this feeds all my conspiracy <laughs> theory, uh, 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 fire. Well, it's, <laughs> I, 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 but it know, makes sense. It makes sense, especially with the way fantasy is. Fantasy football, right. bro. Fantasy football is such a big part of my life. No, no, no. Let me phrase it like this better. Fantasy football is a big part of my happiness. Right. <laughs> well, fantasy football and gambling on the games yeah. stirs the drink of the NFL. The NFL can can you know they can grandstand and say that they're against gambling. They don't want anybody gambling on it. They don't, they're worried about you know people corrupting the sport. They know that the reason they are so popular is because most of these guys are gambling on the games. You can't gamble as much on. I mean, the, the amount of money that's gambled on an NBA game or a, a Major League Baseball game right. is a small fraction as to what's gambled on a Jacksonville Jaguars, Indianapolis Colts on Sunday afternoon at one o'clock. Right. And they are going to they they realize that. So they're going to make sure that they behind the scenes keep making that machine go. And like you just said, the fantasy aspect of it is huge. There's just huge money trading yeah. hands there. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the gambling, like I tell people, I was just out in Vegas. Those big casinos and lights and water fountains and whatnot yeah. weren't built by dudes going out there and, and leaving Vegas with a lot of money. No. Those guys know how to separate you from your money. And House think, always wins. Once House again, if always you think wins. that's just a chance, no, nah, man. Yeah. But, yeah. I, you know, <clears throat> we both love football, man. And like I said, we're going to be there regardless. Um, but these rule changes, I do wish somebody would, would rethink some of these rule changes. Just put common sense at play here, man. Let's just, well, let's just make sure uh, well, we common sense to play. Yeah. You know, common sense comes in play, but it also when you're dealing with somebody who's dealing with that dollar and then the money they can make too, then you're dealing with corrupted corruption. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No doubt. Yeah. The cat down here wants to get in the shot. Uh, <laughs> what, what's up with you out in LA? You doing any, uh, you you do any music out there? Y'all just visiting or, or you remember A Bree? Right, a yeah. Breezy, oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. yeah. Shout out A Breezy. Me her. No doubt. Yeah, well, I was over there with her yesterday. We went through some new beats and stuff like that. And I'm meeting with another artist tomorrow, Arch Jake. Well, actually today. I'm meeting with Arch Jacob. He's a West Virginia artist. Um, that moved to LA too. And um that might, I tell you what, that makes me think of um something that because actually I was talking to Arch Jacob about it, you right. know. And um, about sample clearances in this new with this new generation and 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 the new digital age and streaming and how all that plays and the way that independent artists can now put out so much music before you know without dealing with a label or a middleman now. Hold up, the cat's getting aggressive. Come on, move, 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 move. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but we were talking about it like you know he he was basically asking me you know some OG questions like you know. Cause he's sample heavy with his music when, you know, when it comes to um, the kind of beats he likes to put out. Right. And, um, you know, basically I had to go back and follow up with my, with our distributor and I reached out to JJ at foundation media, big shout out to foundation media and JJ and those guys. And, okay. uh, I, I said, I basically I asked JJ, I was like, I see a lot of artists now putting out a lot of music from with, with beats they have. I know they're not getting these samples clearance. Are y'all having any issues with that? And um, JJ hit me back and basically was like, yeah, they're, they're, they're putting out a ton of stuff. They're putting out a ton of stuff. But legally, um, that's not the way to do it. It's still not the right to do it. You need to get that stuff completely cleared and sampled. 
but the you know the the indie artists are, are they're like I'll deal with that problem when I get to that right. you know I, I you know I don't know how to tell artists that you know what I'm saying because you know artists don't have no budget to get no samples clear that's a major right. major expense you know well, I, I get you know man I used to tell people all the time to prepare for success like think that every song you release even if it's just something you record and you give your homeboy a CD of it. Um, I'm kind of dating myself talking about CDs, but you get, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> right. You know, expect for that song to take off because we really don't know. I mean, like, like we were talking on the last podcast about the old town road song. Like if nobody thought that song was going to do anything. Exactly. And uh, you have to anticipate success and, you know, that means dotting, you know, like I tell people, man, if somebody else worked on the song, y'all get an understanding in writing of how much they own, how much you own, how, you know, how, how the pie is going to be split up. Don't just assume, you know, okay, I'll take, I'll handle it. We'll, we'll get right. I'll take care of you. Um, <clears throat> same situation going back to the sample clearances or the samples that guys put in. And, and you said guys don't have to, guys don't even know how to clear a sample and you right. definitely don't have the money to send it to somebody and, and clear it. And I know even my, th this is when we had major record deals. E. If it was like a mixtape song or, or something like that, my thing was like, just put the thing out and go with it. Because mm -hmm. if it gets to a point to where somebody's coming after you about it, you then it. you've made a lot of money. And even if you have to give up all your royalties, what you've earned just from an exposure standpoint will pay you back many times over. Um, but I mean, you know, we didn't do that. We couldn't do it with major record deals. Like every album, every song we put out with Interscope or Virgin or E1 was, you know, had, they had to be clear. They had their legal department that would go through and make sure everything was clear. Um, Bobby, did y'all ever have any songs that you wanted to put out that, but you couldn't put out cause of clearance? Yeah. You and you and Bubba. Yeah, that was one. Um, it was, it, and it wasn't a hit record. It was just, um, it was going to be the intro to the charm, and it was a phenomenal record. Um, I mean, but it, basically, it was just like I said, it was an intro. But Bubba literally rapped for like six minutes straight over wow. me. I tell you, who produced the beat was the arsonist from uh, the Heat Makers. Um, uh, you know, up at up in New York, and it was, I mean, it was a blazing record. Yeah, I mean, and, and arsonist just, had beats. I remember that. Yeah. And just, and just, you know, Bubba, there was no hook. There was no nothing. It was basically just Bubba going for six minutes straight about, you know, it was the intro to the record, but what led to this point, you know, and it was, I mean, obviously like Bubba does, he opened up. I mean, he just, he, he spilled his heart to everybody. And there was like, I mean, it, when I say obscure, oh man, that was, it was, it was some, I want to say it was like a Chinese sample or something that we couldn't even find the owner of it to get it cleared. Oh, That's wow. how obscure it was. But they still wouldn't put it out. Virgin was still, EMI Virgin would not put it out because it wasn't cleared. Oh, and wow. that was the one that, because that, that, when I realized they're not going to allow us to put it out, I was... I was actually thinking about, you know, maybe just trying to forward something because it was such a good record. It wasn't going to be a hit record on the radio. Right. But, and, and it would have really, you know, when people put the charm in, because the charm, 
had Miss New Booty on it. So people already had in their head, oh, this is just a, you know, whatever, little dance record. But right. if we could have put, if that's the first thing they hear when they put, when they mash play, mm-hmm. that would have really turned people's perception into that project mm-hmm. in Bubba a different mm-hmm. way. Because it was, it was something serious, man. I mean, that, that record was, was, it was great. So did, did you try to recreate one. it? No, it, no, by the time it got to that point, we were, we were up against the deadline to put the album out. You know, Miss New Booty obviously had taken off. So yeah. we had to get the album out and it wasn't a hit record. It, you know, it was just, it was basically just something he and I were mad about because we wanted that song out. Gotcha. Um, I know what you're saying though. Yeah. It, little, little songs like that can have a significant role in a, in a t- entire project. Well, where yeah. hip hop head is concerned, like if, you know, cause hip hop heads did not like, obviously did not like Miss New Booty. Um, but if, if that's the, the song that they hear, then they say, Oh man, I like this. Um, and then Miss New Booty's for the girls and the kids and the pop crowd and things like that. But and the DJs, us DJs. Oh, well, yeah, love, sure. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it, that yeah, was go to, I could still go, I could still play that today. Right. And drop and like, right. like if I, if, if you're on the wall of one of my gigs and I need something, I got, a, I got a, a list of songs that I'm like, oh, okay, you don't think I, I get you off that wall. I say eventually one of these episodes we gotta talk about what Miss some of some of the adventures Miss New Booty took us on because some of the oh, yeah, it was, some of the it most fondest performance memories I have is oh, yeah, it was a great record. guys doing Miss New Booty. Oh yeah, it, <laughs> it was a great record, man. It was it was timeless, man. Mr. Collapart, DJ Smurf, he um he did his thing on it, and um you know obviously Ying Yang did their thing, and Bubba completed Bubba. You know he went in there and crushed it. Um, but man, as far as the sample situation goes, you know, I would just, um, you know, you got, the first thing you got to do is get a hot record. And I realize how hard it is to, it's harder to make a hot record just from scratch when you can take a, a, a sample that has some familiarity or a sample that really goes with a track perfectly and throw that in there. Um, and, and if you're a starving artist, man, like you have nothing to lose. So if you got to put a sample on something to make it that much hotter and then you, you know, maybe try it without the sample or you, you re-say it um, and try to, to take the sample part out of it um, and it doesn't fit, man, just, just run with a sample and, and see what happens. I mean, you know, like I said, by the time you have to, to deal with it, you will be further along in your career than you are today and it'll be worth it. Hmm. Hmm. I like that. That's a hustler's mentality right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, like, like, like we always say, dude, like 0% of zero is zero. So if you're worried about, if you don't have a fan base or a, a following or, you know, even if you're, or if you have a small one and you can put, you know, a sample out and get a bigger one, even if you don't get paid off that record, yeah. then, you know, you're less, you know, the famous sample, I'm probably the most famous sample in hip hop is, is the vanilla ice, ice, ice baby with the uh, queen and David Bowie sample right. under pressure on. It. Right. Right. Um, you know, and, and, and vanilla ice had to give those guys, I, I forget the amount of the song he had to turn over to them. It was a lot, you know, then the famous, I don't know what, there's a lot of multi, there's differing stories as far as Suge hanging them over the balcony and, and getting the writer's credit for the, the dude that, that had come to Suge asking for help. I don't know that story. I mean, I've heard a couple of different variations of it. Um, 
But let's just say Vanilla Ice had to give all the proceeds of that song to somebody else. So let's look at where he was when he recorded the song. He was right. nowhere. Right. Then all of a sudden he has the biggest song in the history of the world. He has to give the, the writer, the publishing to them, some rec- the sales royalties to them. But he still makes a ton. So who's right. be- is he better off since he did that? Or would he have been better off saying, ah, you know, we're not going to put this right. song out. It's got a sample on it. Right. You get what right. I'm saying? Yeah, no, I love that perspective. I never, I never thought about it like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just might so, be the ladder you needed. You might not be able to benefit off it later, but it got right. you in the game. It got you in the game. Right. So, E, I want to, um, a, a friend of mine, really good friend of mine, a guy you know, um, some some people remember uh, earlier this year I did a podcast with a guy named Mikey Davis. Um, it was a Team EP podcast. Yes. Um, Great I show. Need to. I want to. I want to. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you. I, I thought it was. Um, and then we would still be doing it. Mikey had his his schedules and my schedule just didn't mesh. Um, uh, we'll get him back so on. Mike here. was in the process of moving to Atlanta, but um, I want to. He had a family tragedy happen last weekend, actually a week ago, uh, Saturday. It's on the uh, June. I want to say June eighth. Um, night of his young son or his son trey was 18 he just graduated high school with like i, I would say with honors but it's way better than honors um like was an all region all state i'm not sure whatever soccer player really really good soccer player right. just an awesome all-around kid he was in a swimming accident with a bunch of his friends they were swimming the lake and uh trey was a kid landed on him uh, on his i would assume on his head or neck area and it paralyzed him. Mm. And he is in the hospital. He was, you know, he's, it's a blessing from God that he's here because mm. he was in the bottom of the lake paralyzed. Right. And a kid, a hero, swam down there, got him, brought him up. Uh, so, you know, everybody out there listening, if you're, if you're the praying type, please, big prayers for Mike Davis uh, and his son, or big prayers for Trey and the doctors that are, that are, you know, helping Trey to get back to get, you know, his range of motion back. Uh, it is some promising signs so far. He, he is able to move both his arms and one of his legs. Awesome. So that soon awesome. after the accident, being great. able That's to move great news. is, yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, I've shared, um, they, they have a, a Facebook page. They obviously have a GoFundMe because Trey has a long road of rehabilitation in front of him. They're moving up to, or they're going to move Trey up to Shepherd Spinal Center in Atlanta uh, this week. Um, so that'll be a, a big uh, burden that, that Mike and his wife, Sylvia, are going to have to carry. So uh, there's a link to a GoFundMe page. You know, like they said, man, we don't want your bill money. We don't want the last dollar. But if, if you got extra and you, you feel moved to donate, then, you know, these are a, a lovely family. Mikey's a guy that there, he's helped hundreds of kids in South Georgia. Um, mm-hmm. He's coached them. I mean, he's, he's giving them rides, giving them food. He's giving them help introduce them to college coaches, right. um, helped them with recruiting trips. Um, you know, the, this is just a, a great family and um, really unfortunate situation. Uh, and as a, as a parent, it really hits home. But right. the positive thing is Trey is alive. Right. He has movement in his arms. Right. Trey is a fighter. Um, one day very soon, Trey's going to, to walk again. He's going to go to, he was scheduled to go to university of Georgia in the fall. Um, that may be delayed a little bit, but Trey will be back. or will be at Georgia soon. Um, so yeah, I just want to give a big shout out to Mikey and, and Trey and, and Sylvia and Haley and uh, Tyson, the other kids. And 
you know, really, really praying for those guys, man. Praying for Trey to, to you know, get back right, man. He's going to do it real soon. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely put my prayers out to him, man. I went and checked out the um the video that he had up and just you could tell the the relationship with him and his family and his children is very special. We're gonna yeah. put that link right down here in the description box, guys. So if, if you wanna go check out the video and get more information and then and if you wanna donate to the cause, so please do. Please do. Right, right. It would be much appreciated and I can promise you guys this is a, a wonderful, wonderful family that has the amount of help that they've given to kids in South Georgia um, is just immense. You can't put a dollar figure on it. So if you feel moved, you know, it would be appreciated, man. No doubt. No doubt. All right, y'all. Me and Bobby are going to definitely uh, sign out again. We'll be back next week. You guys got anything y'all want us to talk about? Hit us up. Put, just put it right down there in the description box or the comments underneath there. Just post. Be like, yeah, talk about this. Talk about that. Talk about right. that. We might talk about it. We'll look at them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Follow us. Um, I'm at Bobby Stamps on Twitter, at Bobby Stamps Instagram, Bobby Stamps Facebook. Um, where are you at, E? At Monster Lung Everything. M-O-N-S-T-A-L-U-N-G. Twitter, Gmail, uh, Instagram, Facebook, all that. There you go. All right, E. I appreciate it, man. Have fun out there in Southern California, brother. We'll holler at you uh, next week. All right, brother. Monster the man. Boom. Boom.